before we talk that talk, keep in mind, always support those who support you. And with that being said, let's go ahead and take the time out to thank our sponsors. TTT Podcast is supported by The Corner. That's at The Corner CLT on Instagram, a hip-hop novelty shop located at 8838 Arbor Creek Drive. Pull up and grab some merch from North Carolina brands, pop culture books, Funko Pop figures, and much more. You can even host your next event here. And don't forget, you can shop in-store. That's Wednesday through Sunday, noon to 7 p.m. And if you can't pull up, that's cool. You can shop online on the online store at www.thecornerclt.com. Let's go ahead and get into it. You know what it is. You know what it ain't. It's your boy, Flash A. Ray. You know my name. You know my gang. And I'm doing what I usually do, talking that talk. And I'm not at an undisclosed location, as I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, well, it's been a little while since I've been here, but I ain't left no spot. I'm still at the corner with it, of course. That's 8838 Arbor Creek Drive, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that is uh, perfectly correct. I mean, I'm going to put it down there somewhere like I usually do. But, uh, yeah, I'm here with it. I'm here with it. And, um I'm I'm here to to talk about an important conversation with a, a woman that is very uh, qualified. It's just simple as that. She's qualified to have this conversation, and it's uh, important for everybody, but especially our, uh, the black community. And um, I have Miss Grace Stewart here. She is a registered nurse. Um, been a nurse for. How many years? Over 30 years, since 1975. There you go. So, she, again, she's well qualified. She's overqualified, probably, uh, to obviously have a health and uh, life conversation because you, y'all know what we do here. It ain't, it's not an interview. It's a conversation, and we talk that talk here. So, with no further ado, uh, we, we would uh, start the conversation on. But first, first and foremost, as we started, you are a registered nurse um, for th- over 30 years. But who else is Miss Grace Stewart? I'm a mother, I am a Christian woman, I'm an educator, Um, I've done faith community work through my church. Um, I would just say that I have had a lot of exposure and experience in all aspects of being a woman. And and that's a lot to say. Okay, married, (laughs) children. Healthcare. Yeah, we were just having a conversation, you know, about life before um, we press play on this. But many yeah. pieces to my puzzle, <laughs> but it makes a good piece of artwork. Okay, so let me let me be, be well, uh, just to get the cat out the bag, because to, today the conversation is going to be more uh, more so wrapped around uh, COVID nineteen and then the vaccine as well. But before we get there, I do want to dig a little bit deeper into what you just said uh, that you you have. You're able to speak, and you have a lot of experience of just womanhood. And what does womanhood mean to you? From raising a family to making pertinent decisions in a relationship, um, partnership, as far as um, nothing I've learned that you don't really make any decision alone. You make decisions, and I put my hands together, and I sway them back and forward. And the reason why I say that is because in order to move forward, even as a woman, um, and a professional woman, and a mother, and like I said, um, I have to make sure that I'm making the right decisions for my household, researching the right information, um, Executing that with kindness and love and compassion and understanding and support, and sometimes being non judgmental. Because even as a mother and as, as a woman and as a 
as a professional. Um, I am not going to get the majority to see things my way. Um, what's important is having an open mind and not being judgmental. Because it made that judgment might be in my own family nucleus. I may have a child that don't think like he's raised, she's raised. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's something to say. So, uh, all right. So, um, with with uh, your journey of of womanhood, uh, you decided to become a nurse. Uh, what what got you into the healthcare? I'm a second generation nurse. Um, what I liked the most about when I was coming up, the camaraderie I experienced. Um, I found that when my mother would hold events, uh, there would be black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Um, there would be a sisterhood. Um, there are conversations sometimes about their work environment and what was going on was better than one life to live or as the world turned. So as a child, the way she would get dressed in all of her wipes, um, it was um, attracting, and um, it just had me steer. And then once I got into it and I realized that, I guess it was my birth gift because one of the biggest things that I enjoy is taking care of people, whether I'm on the job or off the job. Humanity society needs to realize that we can only progress based on true love and taking care of one another. When we have allowed that to erode, then it becomes a very selfish ambition. Because just like yourself and your own family nucleus, your mother needs you, your father needs you, your grandmother needs you, your sisters need you, your uncle, aunt, your cousins need you. A stranger may need you, your neighbor may need you. Now, with all of those needs in that nucleus, to ignore it, that ain't love. So, attracted to the profession as, you know, second generation. And then when I, so I got into the profession, there was no greater reward, if you want to stroke my ego, than helping someone. So, uh, with, with being, being attracted to it, obviously, just being a second generation nurse and having that knack to want to be helpful. And as you said, uh, just exonerate love i should say because i mean when when we we see the healthcare now and not even just the healthcare now uh the the healthcare western health and western health i should say it really hasn't been too much about care honestly if you want me to say what i want to say um we live in a capitalistic society correct that's what i'm getting at that is exactly what i'm getting at so and we are now um, more interested in money, making money, sometimes cutting corners, creating levels in health care um, that may not be beneficial. And what I mean by that is we've got so many different leadership titles that it comes to a point where you'll have so many chiefs and not enough Indians in the tribe. Um We've created now places to go for our seniors, uh, retirement homes and nursing homes and assisted living. And where at one time, grandma and grandpa stayed in the household until they died. 
we're starting to have other ethnic groups take on our Western type behavior. You know, same. it used to be where an East Indian or an Asian family also would have grandma and grandma in home, not just a matter of taking care of a, a point of drawing from that knowledge. You know, we are not respecting some of our seniors to still be active contributors to knowledge. So, so, so with all that being said, and the, the reason why I actually asked you, um, well, well, was phrasing my question that I was about to get at was because I want to ask you this. With all that being said, how do we maintain the integrity of truly wanting to lead with love when it comes to the healthcare facility? You got me on that one, isn't it? There's... Because you have it. You have it. Well, and I mean, my mom's me a nurse this. also, too, Let, though, let so. me say this. We're starting to compartmentize and separate. We have had so much change in politics. We've had so much change in healthcare. We have had so much change with this pandemic that some of the change hasn't been really to me, and I'm just one, beneficial in progress more than regress. And the answer to how to fix it or where do we go from here, um, it's almost becoming like an experiment. Um, it'll be based on things that will roll out um, probably, as I said, all of those avenues, healthcare, politics, you know, home base, all of these things that will just roll out is, does this work or does that work? And if that doesn't work, we'll get rid of it and we'll try this. Like I said, it's almost becoming experimental. Yep. And and getting get getting there, I I think that we have just not not only the black community, but just as a countrywide that I mean, we have a very I mean, with the opioid crisis, the big pharma, all of and, and just how you said the political um, uh, ties with the with, with health care and how it's became so capitalistic. So with with what we are now with the pandemic with the current situation that we have with all of these vaccines being rolled, rolled out. Cause obviously we are here to talk about COVID-19. We're here to talk about um, the, the education behind COVID-19 and the vaccines as, as well. Um, and being educated about it and getting to what you were saying that it's becoming an experiment. So with, with these vaccines being rolled out the way that they are, um, we're, we're how, how, how do we, know what companies or what, what how, how do we make it educated as a as the user as a consumer how do we make an educated health uh decision based on the fact that we know that it's so much distrust already that they have accumulated and that just how you said i mean everybody knows i mean it's a trial and error right now i mean they rode the covid vaccine they did do their their trial but that trial was so small in comparison i mean so how do we make You've touched on many good things. decisions? Let's talk about one, the pandemic. Okay. This is 2021, and this is a, a pandemic in these modern times that has now separated humanity society um, in areas that we've never experienced before. We've had um, families that can't go and visit fam loved ones. Um, we've had social distancing in our public places. 
We've had things that we're used to doing, our activities, whether it's bowling, whether it's the movies, whether it's going out to eat, whether it's going to church. One of the biggest things that came to my awareness was as last year and this year, I can't think as a time of growing up when I couldn't go to church for Easter or Christmas true, <laughs> or New Year's. That's true. That is true. And then if I'm truly a solid Christian, do I let what is happening separate me mm. from God? Mm. <laughs> do I stop practicing? Do I stop praying? Do I stop kneeling? The other part is <laughs> I want to roll out some, st- some statistics, you know. Um, right now, based on what I have, 80, 81.9% white Caucasians have received the vaccine. 26.2% Hispanic or Latino. 9.8% African American. 4.4% Asian. Now, as you notice, uh, the percentages of people with color, Asian, African, Latino, or other races and ethnicities, we're obviously straddling the fence. Question becomes why? Could it be historic? Can it be uh, 9.8% of African Americans? Why? Well, yeah, I was going to say, what? is this rhetorical or are we having yeah, this conversation? Yeah, yeah, right. Why? Why? Okay. Uh, I mean, and distrust. I mean, historically distrust. I mean, we not just just with so many things, not even just with the healthcare. I mean, I remember when I was a kid uh, growing up, we had to um, like get tested for lead paint and uh, just just so many things that they've done that they've known that it's just been corrupt and they just given it to us anyway. So they didn't they didn't stop with the paint. They went with the same thing with Ritalin and all these other medications that they're just given to uh, lower income people. So okay, that, that that's the African-American excuse. The Latino excuse. True. What would be their reason? Hmm. I thought about it because when I saw true, you, 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 you right. You right. I didn't think about it like that. Okay, when I saw 4.4 Asian and we just had some Asian crime, why? They're lower than us. And the Mm. only thing I can think of is historically in America, if you are of some color, you didn't count. So now you are trying to roll something out to be accountable for. And you never valued me and my container and my ethnicity and my culture. And now you want me to do something to help not spread a virus. So these lower numbers is nothing more to me um, and like I said, I'm only one opinion. Um, the main foundation is the word trust. Does there need to be trust? Yeah, because um, you're about to make a decision about your health. And you know, and I know the media tells us whether it's Johnson's, whether it's Pfizer's, whether it's Moderna, it's safe. We've been told other things have been safe. 
And that's what I'm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We yeah, have been told was, other things have been safe, <laughs> but if we look at Robinson and Robinson attorney, if you have taken so and so, you may be entitled to. Yeah. So the question becomes. <laughs> mesofesiloma. <laughs> what? Yeah, mesofesiloma. Yeah, absolutely. And other things, you know, uh, what one 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 was a uh, uh, a pesticide. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes trust. Is it safe? Am I making the best decision for me? Did you include me in your clinical trial? That, that, that's, I, I, you, you're answering the question that I didn't answer, ask actually. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that you're doing that because let me be more specific with my question. Of course there needs to be trust, of course. But how do we build that trust at this point? I mean, because you're, you're get, you're, uh, you were answering that literally just now. So you can continue actually. Um. What I said I would like to see, a lot of our information is being rolled out by the CDC, Center of Disease Control. A lot of our information is being rolled out by who? The World Health Organization. It is being trickled down through the various channels of the Department of Health. What I would like to see is a global, is this pandemic not global? So what I would like to see is global statistics. How many people have died? How many global people have gotten a vaccine? What are the global side effects? What are the global deaths from after the vaccine? What are the global successes of the vaccines? That's how you would build trust. So, okay, okay. You don't want to keep it compartmentized as it's just happening here in America. It's happening all over our world. So, so, um, so what what do you, do you know anything about what's going on in the world as far as what's worldly with the COVID? Unless like me and a thousand other Americans looking at world news tonight. True, which we not. Fox (laughs) News, MSNBC, CNN, what we get to read on Facebook, what we pull from Google. (laughs) Shall I continue on? And, 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 and that's going back to what you were saying. That's being compartmentalized. Our information, the way that we're receiving it, is being compartmentalized. And you we, you want to get away from that. So I, I, I can understand that. So what, what more do you uh, want to tell the community about the information behind uh, COVID itself and the vaccine? Because, I mean, that's two different conversations, honestly, because... We, we, some people, obviously we know there's people that don't believe that it's real, whether, I mean, which at this point, I don't understand why you don't think that it's real. Um, I think, I I think that when you say don't believe that it's real, I think that legitimate statistics of death, I think legitimate, um, seeing when we had to turn Central Park into a hospital, so to speak with the tents, when you have to have trucks that were morgues. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you say real, yeah, and that's what I, yeah. I don't think. As when I was growing up, there's a term. I don't think it was for play play. Yeah, and it ain't, <laughs> and it ain't, and 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 there's still people out here that feel as though that, that it's not real. But those, I think those are the, the dumbasses, if you want me to be frank. So, uh, uh, for for going forward with 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 the uh, with COVID again. So, knowing that it is a real thing. How serious is it? Because I mean, we we we've dealt with the flu before plenty of times. Even uh, not too long ago, where we had uh, 
was it uh what it was a different strain of the flu that went rapid r- rampant and killed a lot of people so i mean what do we still how, how do we conduct ourselves is what i'm getting at with covid 19 should we uh lean on a vaccine or more so lean on our immunity our, our, our immune system i should say um what i found interesting was um recently something had come out about the vaccine has given us anywhere between a 93 to 97% protection. The other question is, those who have had COVID and did not have comorbidities, other type of respiratory illnesses, uh, emphysema, COPD, asthma, reactive airway disease, whatever, um, who have survived it, they are now saying there may be a natural buildup, which is called passive immunity, and giving the same type of percentage as taking the vaccine. So the question becomes, if I really, if I know I had COVID, survived through it, do I have enough antibodies and immunity as the same as the vaccine, which is between a 93 to 97% of you know, not worrying about getting it again or being able to fight it off. Right. Um, your question about what do we do, I think both of us are not here to say yes, get it, or no, get it. That's I correct. I think the main part of your podcast is to talk about it. The main part of this is an individual decision. The main part is where are you getting your resources and is the resources you're obtaining accurate? Um, and it becomes very sensitive because if I was the type of person that said, I don't want it, but I tell you that and you had a family member die, I may be, you know, striking a nerve. Uh, yeah. That, I may be offending yes. you. Yes, correct. Yes. You know, I may have you even get a little aggressive or what's that word? Passionate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Towards me. I got you. My biggest thing, I think both of us are coming to this table is for back to what I said, some love, respect, some support. Um, if you chose to have it and I chose not to or vice versa in humanity society, I should respect that. I should support that. Maybe it's like being a Christian, witnessing. Maybe there's some information I may need to share with you. I agree with you. To convince I, you or to change your mind. Okay, let me let me give you some pushback. I, I agree with you, first of all, but let me give you some pushback. Because for the corporations, for, uh, like, for example, if I'm an airline, am I respecting people's choice? Uh, to uh, to not take the vaccine or not, and potentially put my business at risk by like because I mean it, it might be a point where say things get back to normal, which normal is not going to happen anymore. What and we got to talk about what's normal? What's going to be okay, What's going to be that. the future normal? We can do that. Get so me getting on a plane and they saying, hey, we need to make sure that you're um you you've been vaccinated. Where's your vaccination card or whatever it may be. What, what, whether it's, it's a plane, mm-hmm. whether it's a bus, whether it's a taxi, whether it's a train. Let's not get so wrapped up that the person sitting next to me may have COVID. Because let's get real. 
When I go in to any store and touch a shopping cart, when I go to a payphone, probably millions of bacteria. When I go to get gas, <laughs> when I use a public restroom at a restaurant, when I go to the barber or hairdresser, no, no, if we they really did being not real, take no, out yeah, a new yeah, brush and comb. Yeah, and if we really being real, so yeah. we are getting so excuse the term anal about. If you coughed or sneezed on the plane, oh my gosh, am I sitting next to someone that has COVID? Now, it's interesting that you say that because I just traveled. And I found it so weird that through the terminal, you can hear, if you're going to fly such and such, your requirements for a mask and covering your nose and your mouth and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. However, when I got on that plane and it was time for snacks, all of that announcement through the open space of the terminal, and I am on now a contained environment with artificial blowing air coming in. Mm -hmm. And I can take my mask down and eat my soda, I mean, drink my soda and eat my peanuts. Let's not get wrapped up and so, what's the word I want to say? Judgmental. Um, about certain things. Now, people say, well, what, you know, the germs on a shopping cart or the germs on, you know, me touching my oranges and it's not like getting COVID. Okay. <laughs> All right. But hepatitis is still out there. Yeah. <laughs> there are still some surface germs where you can acquire certain things. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, and honestly, I mean, your, your point is so valid. Like, we shouldn't become so anal about this because it's been it's, to be uh, how I see it propagated to us the way that um yeah I just feel like it's so much propaganda behind um mass media and yes and and just in general so I don't really I don't want to make it seem as if yeah that that's the issue mass media itself is a bunch of propaganda so to any, anything that comes from it is is going to be of its seed which is propaganda. And Might right now, recently, we just had something is how much information that's being given to us is factual and actual. Exactly. And that is why I still will stand on and behind. You have to do your own research. So what, where would you uh, suggest for people to do research at? I mean, you did say one thing and make sure that you are looking at multiple news sources around the world. But what, what other things? Um, like I said, the fact that it's being trickled down by the World Health Organization, the Center of Disease Control and Department of Health, um, maybe journals, medical journals of doctors and our scientists, um, opening up your knowledge and your resources to an array of information. Because the question becomes, I mean, look, let's, I'm going to take something that's solid and and, and Fluid in our country is the Bible. <laughs> That's one book with many interpretations. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the resources you go seek. It's going to open up your mind, go and do your research, use a array of resources, um, including which is going back to, I said, our seniors who have lived through certain things. I mean, we still have people who have lived through certain things um their knowledge is then they're, they're not throw away seniors you know 
um, when me and you were getting ready to say, and I said, the normal, what, what's going to be the normal? Because you know what we've done? We've increased a conscientiousness of cleanliness. Hand sanitizer. Okay. Um, spraying and disinfectants. Um, wearing of the mask. We went from six feet to now maybe it's okay to be three feet. Mm-hmm. As long as you got you know? two masks on. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. yeah. We no longer really shake hands. We bumping yeah. at the elbow. <laughs> so normal? No, I don't think that we will progress to the normal we knew. I think the best way we can call it will be the new normal. Whatever that may look like. It's wow. I I mean because I don't honestly I don't see anybody it, it changing because it scared people so much that fear will drive people to do so many things whether it's rational or irrational it, it it'll do it and just how you said I mean it, I think it's good it, it it might push our society to be hypersensitive to these things but I don't know if that's a good or bad thing I don't know well look because how can you be we just, too safe. We just recently, like I said, the deaths that we had of the, I believe it was eight, was six to eight Asians because of someone, and someone put it as having a bad day. Right, yeah. Um, I've had many bad days, but <laughs> I, I, um, I ain't killed nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Nor did I lose self-control. Um, and that kind of revenge and avenge, what, what good was that? Okay, in all honesty. But the way it was put across to us, what did it do? As we're trying to move on, it refocused on. Yeah, it agitated. It agitated mm-hmm. and refocused and rebought to light that where did this virus come from? They're the ones that, but them, they did. They brought it here. Um, we also, let's not forget, we also kept people on a cruise ship. <laughs> Hello. Not allowed them to get oh, off. Man, that was crazy. Treated human beings like a petri trait. Petri plate. <laughs> but if we had an astronaut that went to the moon and he comes back and he has to go through certain quarantine, why didn't they take those people off the ship and make them go through some type of separate quarantine? I don't know. I mean, that would have made the most sense. So you're <laughs> blaming an Asian, but what about the people that was confined to that boat? I don't care whether it was 100 or 200. Then they get off and maybe half of them got COVID and now you've gotten these people that can go back to their lives and when they walk into Walmart and Macy's and Dillard's and Bilk, they've infected God knows who. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to go back to, you know, progress I think it's going to be trial by error. I can't say yay or nay to a vaccine. And the reason why I can't say yay or nay is because it's new to us. The vaccine's new. The virus is new. The categories of those who, the statistics of the ages of those who died who had comorbidities is new. Um, The side effects are new. you know, there used to be um, a store that says something about you make a decision as an, as an educated consumer. 
you can only make your own personal decision based on being an educated consumer. No one can say to you what to do. It has to come from your own inner free will. Do, do you warn people about uh, misinformation? Um, I'd like to believe that the information that has been given to us, and that's why I said replicable mm -hmm. um, information, is um, accurate. Okay. But, you know, like I said, it's like an experiment. Things get tweaked all the time. You yeah, know? that's true. Like Dr. Fauci at one point said it was okay not to wear a mask, and he said we got to wear a mask. So, I mean, whether... <laughs> Inventions started out one way, but now it improved and changed. We aren't really using a light bulb. We're using LED. <laughs> so time, um, evolving, maturity, change... Support, research, um, things being tweaked. I think that the best way for all of us to progress is an open mind and not tunnel vision or tunnel hearing. You know, it's interesting, the um, person that um, I interact with, one of their... Um, beliefs is question everything. I never thought about that. Don't be heard. Don't be led. Step back. Question it. If it's right for me, then I'll move forward. If it's not, I may need to stand still until I have more information. Mm. Uh, I, I, I got love, hate with relationship with question everything. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, one reason because um, sometimes you don't have to question what you see is right. That's a good point. And that's it. You don't have to question what, what is real. Sometimes. Not all the times, but that's a whole different conversation. But uh, getting getting at this point, because you, 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 you brought something up that um, in your notes that you have here uh, that the majority of the people that aren't white basically aren't getting the vaccine at a high rate. So, and let's say this, it's not because it's not accessible. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, every, because every I corner is free. I gotta <laughs> say that we are doing all we can to make it very accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we can take that out the park. Okay. Um, like I said, I think that it is based on historical trust. I, I don't know. I'm because I'm trying to. I'm in my head. I'm like some African Americans so... will say it was Tuskegee. Yeah. Some Asians yeah. will say it was Pearl Harbor. Okay. Yeah, it is. Some it, Hispanics can say it is the way they now. Yeah, it's the way they get treated when they come right. here and cross the border. And they're pushing these And my things. point is, each one of us have our own historical truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. cannot be ignored. And that's what my, there's my quarrel right there because I want everybody to be protected. You know, at the end of the day, whether, whatever that means to you. Like, I want everybody to be protected, but I don't know what that means to the world. Because 
we can we can talk about what we feel is the we, we can talk about what we don't want to push to people but at the same time uh the world is going to do what is what it does and it may force people to do things that they don't really care to do and i don't really i don't i don't like that I don't like you that. don't want something to be mandated. Yeah. And I feel like that that's where we headed at. And I think that what you're saying is 100 percent correct. I, but I think that we have set up America. So uh, uh, the way that America is set up so much, we're so dependent on the government and what they tell us and how they tell us that leaving the decisions up to us is going to create more chaos. But I want the decisions to be left up to us. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, I do not want to see us go to be forced into anything, and there are some areas that have evolved into being forced. I'll give a perfect example, just something simple. Technology. Can you play your VHS now? Or your cassette? Or your record? Everything has now come to... CD, DVD. Or not no more. It's and now, digital. Yep. digital. Yeah, now that's phased out. Okay. So we, and this is what I'm talking about, evolution. I'm talking about evolving. I'm talking about progress. Sometimes we are kind of forced to go with the flow. Now, I'll give you a certain example. When mm, I was mm, mm, younger mm. going to college, I had an economics course, and I was taught by the professor who edited the Wall Street Journal, which is a paper that is of high prestige. Prestige, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. And he says something as simple as getting your paycheck, because at that time, what was employers doing? They didn't want to generate a piece of paper and have you give you a paycheck. Now it became an electronic, and you had to get it deposited to your bank had to you didn't have an option of no I still want the paper so now mo subtle oh, changes that is not taking into consideration how the people feel how do the people protect how the themselves, people though? feel I, I mean, I'm because I'm like I'm just trying to like my mind is just coming trying to think about solutions right now, because obviously we're not here to say yeah or nay for the vaccine or anything like that. But we are here to say educate yourself and protect yourself, whatever that means to you. Yet for those people, obviously, if you for the vaccine, get it. But for the people that that are on the fence or are against it there, because obviously there, there's people that's on that side as well. How do we uh, how do we continue to allow those people to protect themselves? Because I think that that is pretty important. Let's look at something as simple as mask. Not everybody wore a mask. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at something as simple as rubber gloves. On certain situations, not everybody was putting on rubber gloves when it needed to be. I mean, we have our we have our selective free will. And, um, and that's why I said we need to maintain our social distancing. We need to make sure that we stay as healthy as possible, going for your preventative screenings and health care. If the social distances, distancing is six feet, then right now let's stay six feet before we start making it a little closer. We're starting to open up things um, and changing the occupancy 
but yet we're still going into artificial environments. Not like you can open up the window in your office. Not like you can open up the window in that restaurant. Not like so you can even open up the restaurant. I mean, the windows in the church. Um, the shield inappropriately when you're coughing. The wiping things down. Um, I think that our approach needs to be exactly some of the things that have been rolled out continue to be implemented. Uh, and not trying to jump around, you know, when you say a solution. Um, this is, like I said, it's like an experiment. And until we can find out what works in the experiment of the progress, we all need to be very open-minded. Like I said in the beginning of the relationship, when you said to me, what does it mean to be a, a wife or mother? And I said, you bend your hands before. You got to give and take. You got to be flexible. You got to be willing for the change. You can't be just so set-minded. You know? You got to respect. I got to respect you if your decision is to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. I got to still love you at the end of the day. Technically. Well, then I'm just a phony sitting up in church and reading yeah. the Bible and praying. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'm a knockoff Christian. <laughs> you know, um, I do want to mention some of the side effects that have been told has been pain at the injection site, um, redness, swelling, body ache, feeling tired, headache, um, chills. There has been fever, nausea. However, some of these side effects is showing exactly what the vaccine was supposed to be doing, building up immunity, okay? Um, some people have nothing. Some people have it all. Based on how healthy you are is the severity of the side effect. Um, like I said, sometimes I am in a predicament where people are asking, what should I do? I can't tell anyone what to do. No one can. That is an individual decision. But I can provide you with just what I'm sitting here in front of, information. Okay? We have to understand this is a virus. There's no antibiotic. There's no um, medication available right now except trying to inoculate people as we did measles, mumps, and rubella, as we do... Um, chicken pox, which is um, varicella, as we do certain things to try to promote preventative. But uh, at the end of the day, um, how healthy are you? How well are you eating? How well are you getting your information? How well are you, um, how well do you make a decision for your family and your household? You know, you got to sit and talk about it. Is it, is it, is it going to be prudent for grandma at 70, 75, 80 years old, even though we know that is part of a category of people that it affects, you know? And so that's why I said it's kind of experimental. And um, I think we need to be patient with one another and less judgmental. And I think, as you mentioned and alluded to earlier, uh, reducing a little fear. I do think the media contributes to our fear. So, um, what 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 more do you uh, want to inform the people of? I mean, other than uh, other than what we've already said, I mean, is there anything else that you uh, feel as though that that the average person needs to be informed and be well read on? 
Um, a lot of people I'm trying to make a decision of whether they take the Johnson vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine. Um, a lot of people are, I'm, you know, I'm going to wait a, a year. Um, the only thing I can advise a person to do is also, I'm, I'm a healthcare worker, speak to your healthcare provider. Get their feet in information. Get their feedback. How, do, how does your doctor feel? How does your nurse practitioner feel? You know? Um, read JAMA. You know, the magazine that is a, a journal for, of medicine. You know? Um, we only have the internet. The internet, we can find everything. What is happening? What's Europe being told? What's South America being told? What's North America being told? What's Africa being told? Does that jive with what we are being told? No. Expand your knowledge to make an educated decision about not only the virus, the pandemic, the vaccine, but your health future. Um, I know one of the areas that is now a concern and there's a little bit of weaknesses do you give it to a pregnant woman then is it passed through the mammary gland when she's breastfeeding these are some things that are still to be answered so that's what i'm saying we are going through a lot of tweaking and the best way for all of us to progress in this evolution of change and tweaking is to be a little bit more lovingly supportive in this journey Okay, um, so do you want to talk about your product at this point, or? Um, I just would like to have people, I wanted to break down um, the percentage. Okay, there we go. Let's get yeah, some I want to break some, yeah. I apologize. Um, nope, and I will go to that. I just want to end with what I found interesting. 54.9% males have gotten the vaccine. Testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> 45.0 female. Hmm. And I would think it would have been higher for females. Yeah, I, that's what I would have thought. That's because I was waiting for you to say that about 80 or 70% of women did. 66.5% between the ages of 18 to 59. And 33.5% for 60 years and older. So with these variables, um, and 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 I'm giving you statistics of based on sex and based on age. Um, and as I told you, uh, our concern is those who have comorbidities, which are other chronic diseases. Speak with your healthcare worker. Um, and as corny as it sounds, pray on it. No, sometimes, no, seriously, sometimes uh, the, the, the things that's on this earth can't help us. It's, it, it needs it, it needs a, a, a different entity to definitely uh, give energy that we where, where we can't even fathom. I'll honestly. put it to you this way: the reason why I say that is because in my years of being in healthcare, I have been in situations where I've left on a Friday, I've seen the um, pastoral aide come up, give last rites, family get to call a family, and. No one knows the spirit when it wants to survive. 
I'm left on that Friday. They had something called Cheney Stokes. They're hardly breathing. You know, families gathered around. No, they think it's about yeah, to be their time. Yeah. I'll come back on Monday. <laughs> and that the, spirit of that yeah. person. They have the gay old time. <laughs> is still here. Mm-hmm. And has made a total change. We cannot negate, and that's why I said I also have a training in faith community nursing. We cannot dismiss the spirit of a human being's determination to live. Um, I personally had a family member have a terminal illness for three years, but passed away. However, what it taught me, we will die trying to live. Mm-hmm. We will go to whatever doctor. We will take whatever medicine. We will be scared straight and start to eat right. We will start to exercise. We will get on knee mail more. Knee mail more. Pray more. Because <laughs> when it comes to all else has failed, then I have to look in the mirror and revert back to myself. And if I look in the mirror and revert back to myself, then I have to look into how bad do I want this? spirit of the male or the female how bad do i want to win mm-hmm. how bad do i want to try mm-hmm. how bad do i want to succeed because that determines everything how bad do i want to live <laughs> that determines everything um when you said in our closing i wanted to have people um go to a facebook site of a george thomas terry um he is doing some t-shirts that is on display you can call Mr. Terry at 252-290-9313. Yeah, man, I'll put that on the, uh, every, well, I'll put all the information on the uh, video also. Um, we just want you to be able to, more than anything in this time we spent together, to have been able to pull something from it that may be to your benefit. Um, I thank you. For thank this, you. Thank you for this podcast. Um, I thank both of us for caring enough about our fellow sisters and brothers to provide some of this information and talk about it. And um, more than anything, to conclude, not just a promotion of any anything other than obtain wisdom, obtain knowledge. And make a decision that will rest well with the spirit of your soul. Because you're the one that's got to live with it. That was great in closing. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, again, thank you for everything that you just thanked me for. But thank you, for real, because um, it's, 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 it's a necessary conversation because we have so much doubt. We have so much um, distrust. And I'm, I'm like how you said, it's valid distrust. So it, it, it's, it's warranted. So, but at this time we need to evolve and need to move forward because trust does have to be repaired. Cause if there's no trust, what, what do we put? We're putting ourselves in positions where we could, we could lose and don't even care about it. 
you know, um, I, I really want to say the reason why I'm very glad that we did this is because um, we have a lot of educated blacks, women, men, in healthcare, in science, in politics, Hispanics, and Asians. Everyone that was a low number, there is someone of what's what I'm gonna say, credentials, who has something to contribute. And we need to hear from them and make them a little bit more visible on Fox News, I hear that. on MSNBC, I, I, I on CNN. That. Yeah, we got to diversify a lot <laughs> exactly. of things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it, like the people that's, that created the vaccine, Yes, we just need to diversify. We need to diversify. And, and even in the creation we, of the vaccine. Like I said, whether it's science, whether it's physician, whether it's politics, uh, you know, someone in Congress, whatever it may be, there are people in a colored container that needs to be judged, as Martin Luther King said, not on their color, but their character. And they have credentials and prestige and knowledge that needs to be shared across the globe. I should not have to go on black news to find out what a black doctor saying. I should be able to turn on my network TV and see that male or female's face. I agree. I agree. So with that being said, you know what it is. You know what it ain't. It's your boy, Flash A. Ray. You know my name. You know my gang. And I'm out. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>